Hello, and welcome to the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. This is the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and sustain their businesses while handling all the emotional challenges life throws at them like a boss. Here's your host, Nancy Mensa, business and life coach, international speaker, and the founder of Triumphant Women Nonprofit Organization. Ladies, welcome to another episode of the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. I am your host, Nancy Mensa. I have a great, great guest on the show today with so much entrepreneurial experience. She is beautiful. She's talented. And most of all, she has something that is almost quite rare in this industry, and that is is that she has a heart for people and a mindset to see others succeed. And I know a lot of you will really enjoy the show today because it's hard sometimes in this entrepreneurial journey to come across someone that actually cares enough to see other people succeed. So I am talking about the one and only Erica Diaz. So Erica, welcome to the show. Thank you so, so much for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm so honored that you're here. Now, before we even go any further, let me introduce Erica to you. Erica Diaz is a native of Richmond, California. She has over 10 years of experience in the fashion and beauty industry. She also knows the ins and outs of what it takes to develop a brand to the next level in all aspects. She's the lead publicist and creative consultant for the Befirm PR, and this is based in Atlanta, Georgia, in California. The Befirm PR has been featured in Black Enterprise Magazine, Atlanta Tribune Magazine, The Huffington Post, the CBS 46, Rolling Out, Owners Magazine, and most recently named on the Who's Who in Black Atlanta 2017. Now, her new book, Faith It, and that that is is Faith, F-A-I-T-H, Faith It Until You Make It, is a great book full of inspirational quotes that are bound to give you that pick-me-up throughout your life. And Erica is also the creator of Erica's Table of 20, which is actually how I met her. And this is a series of full, intimate events to connect, engage, and just inspire inspire other men and women to reach your, your greatest potential. So that is, I know that's a mouthful, but she does a lot. So ladies, please, once again, help me welcome Ms. Erica Diaz to the show. Erica, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, you are welcome. You are welcome. So let's just, I know, and your topic today, which I honestly love is shape it until you make it. So let's just go ahead and get into that. And, you know, how did you get started into entrepreneurship? And, and let's talk about this the title and what it means with life, to life. Yeah. So, again, thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. How I got into my journey of entrepreneurship since the young age of, I would say, 11, honestly, like I've always had, like, the entrepreneurial bug. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. know that it was called an entrepreneur at that <laughs> time, but I've had the bug since then. I've always wanted more. The the allowance that I was getting just was not suffice. So <laughs> I basically created my own side hustle at a young age, and I started creating oatmeal cookies, and I was wow. selling door to door. And then I kind of moved on from the oatmeal cookies to, you know, babysitting. I I definitely was like the queen babysitter for my my block <laughs> and my mom's friends who had kids, and, um, you know, I, I just continued on with that journey. But I am a big, big, big advocate of 
speaking things into existence and creating yes. vision boards. And, you know, my mom used to always every year help us create vision boards. And she would say, put those things, those words, those pictures, those places that you want to go and have it somewhere where you can see it. And every year I would just add to my vision board. And when I was 15 years old, I you know, had this woman by the name of June Ambrose on my vision board. Mm -hmm. And I remember it wasn't Google, was it Google? It was something. I think it was maybe Google. That's how I ended up finding her office number. (laughs) But I called her when I was 15 years old on my lunch break. I only had a pager at that time, but one of my girlfriends had um, a flip phone. And so I used her phone and I was very, very adamant about, contacting this woman to tell her that I had desires and aspirations to be just like her. She was my Michelle Obama to me, you know, mm-hmm. before I Michelle Obama was. And yes. I had aspirations to be like this woman. I told her, I said, if you are open to giving me a telephone internship, I said, I will come and work for you for free when I graduate high school, wherever you are in the country, wherever you are, you say whatever. And she couldn't believe that I was 15 years old. And um, thankfully, thankfully, this woman who is phenomenal, this amazing woman by the name of Jim Ambrose, was willing to talk to me and kind of give me a telephone internship. Now, who has ever heard of a telephone internship? I honestly just thought of that (laughs) on the fly because it was like I need to be connected to her some way, somehow. If I can bring anything to add a value to her life. I'm here for it, you know. Yeah. Even though I know I wasn't um, able to go to New York and fly to where she was to do a, a physical internship, just her talking to me and giving me the knowledge that she gave me was priceless. And I have kept that with me for all of these years, you know. I, like I said, always have kind of known that I wanted to be in the fashion and beauty industry. So, in high school, I even went to cosmetology school. I would leave at lunchtime, go to cosmetology school, and hang out with grown-ups, obviously, and <laughs> learn from them, you know, what I needed to learn to be able to graduate and go to state board to have my cosmetology license. I never wanted to limit my money in the industry which yeah. I was entering in, but I just wanted to be well-rounded. So, you know creating those opportunities for myself at a young age was really start for me of just being able to tap into that entrepreneurial sector. Wow. 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 That is such a great story. And I know a lot of the ladies can relate and and I can even relate as well to some portions of your story. And I love that. And, you know, it's not, it's almost uh, very rare sometimes to come across that one person that you look up to someone that you truly admire, that you look at them and you feel like, oh, my God, they're somewhere just so much higher up in the world, and they actually open a door for you. And I thank God that this woman was kind enough to open that door for you and so potential because not a lot of people would do that, you know. And not just that, but I think she saw that you had the mindset to do what she was doing or even to do more. Right. And, so, and that's the part, too, that really, really stuck out for me mm-hmm. and that made me want to also always, always, you know, each one teach one and help another woman because 
that that June Ambrose did not have to answer my call. You know, her assistant initially answered the phone, and I remember, you know, putting on my little adult voice, and I said, hi, you know, and he, you know, said, okay, you know, and gave her the phone. So it was like, oh, my God, you have five seconds to literally say whatever it is that you're trying to say, man. Kill it, you know, and hopefully she was going to be receptive. And and I'm so grateful that she was because I don't know what that would have done to me back then, you know. But she was receptive, and the fact that she was made me keep going, and made made me also feel like like I'm unstoppable. Like it doesn't matter about my age. I've never let that be a hindrance uh, for me putting myself in rooms and putting myself in environments that quote-unquote, you might think, oh, you're not old enough, you're not this enough, you're not that enough. I mm. I just said, forget it, you know. And when I called her, it was like, hey, you're going to have faith or you're going to have fear. And mm. I told faith, and I said, the yeah. worst thing that's happen is that she'll say no, and then, you know, I still have to figure it out. But that must have been the faith that I had definitely gave me the confidence to call her. Wow. And you know what, just based on that, I almost – I want to say that the title of your book, Faith It Until You Make It, was birthed at that point, even though you did not know it, and it was, you know, a while ago. But at that point, when you when you made the call, that was faith. That was you applying faith because you had no idea what could possibly come out of it. Right. And this is a, a really important lesson. You Sometimes you just have to take that leap. You just have to, you know, just jump. Scared and and you never yep. know what could come out of something. Of course, and I truly believe that even the fact that you had also started selling cookies, babysitting, mm-hmm. and, and finding mm-hmm. other ways to make money, you mm-hmm. are already preparing yourself, your mind, to be an entrepreneur. So making that call, you have you are you have been preparing. And ladies, yeah. even as you're listening tonight, you know, yes, you can take that step of faith and you can you jump scared. But please yes. make sure that you are you, you have been preparing because you can easily close a great door of opportunity with someone that would have been able to help you if you did yeah. not prepare. I mean, you you right. I think that even though it, it's funny and we don't know what telephone internship is, but it was all through the person that you came up with that word. <laughs> you know, so you did prepare, and and I believe that that the fact that you prepared is what opened that door for her to be able to hear you because you were very, very selfless and just passionate and raw, and you let her know exactly what you wanted. And sometimes if you don't know what you want, then how can somebody help you? Exactly. If you don't know how I can help you, how can I help you? And and especially when you're calling someone that is busy and is accomplishing so much, they don't have time to babysit what you have to say. Exactly, exactly. So please so prepare, prepare. Yes, definitely. Prepare, you know, prepare. I love that. Yes, I love that. And and also, and I, that's why I said I, I can see your heart, even when I met you, that you do have a heart to help other people, you know, and each one teach one, as you said. Mm-hmm. Please, when you get help, when you get, it doesn't matter what level you are. I do believe in honor, ladies. And so, yes, you're going to get to a level where even for someone to have an appointment with you or consultation mm-hmm. with you, yes, they have to pay because you have to respect mentors and you have to yeah. respect the journey of other people. But do not ever be that one person that is too good to help other people. Right. 
have it's okay to help someone else. So, oh, Erica, I love that story. I started selling oranges in a small village in Africa when I was about wow. seven. <laughs> so that's how I knew. I, 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 you know, the entrepreneurship spirit was there. I was selling oranges. Um, I'll get in trouble because I'll be tossing them across the classroom to students and selling them. Yeah. <laughs> and I also started selling my lunch. Um, you know, I grew up in, in poverty. And so the, the few times that my mom had money to make me lunch, well, as much as I was poor, when I went to school with lunch, I became the rich kid. So literally, wow. I had kids lining up and with their hands stretched out to ask me for some lunch. Well, you know, mama didn't mm-hmm. raise no fool, so I started okay. charging for my lunch. <laughs> exactly. I started exactly. charging for my lunch, and so that's how I made, you know what, I love this, I love business. But yeah, that is, oh, that is such a great story. Now, and then fast forward, now you are, I mean, consulting, you are doing the PR for the mm-hmm. firm, PR uh, consulting firm. So tell me a little bit more about the organization and, and how that came about. So basically, when I stepped out on faith again, I um, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, about seven years ago. My grandmother had just passed away. She was the one who wholeheartedly believed in my journey and just the process. And I remember her telling me before she even passed away, she said, Erica, you have to come to God in secret. Stop telling everybody your dreams, your goals. Come to God in mm. secret and he'll make those things happen for you. And unfortunately, yes. God had other plans, and my grandmother ended up passing away of liver and lung cancer. But the night mm-hmm. of her funeral, I said, God, if you get me to Atlanta safely, I'm going to ride this to the wolf fall off. I just need you to um, allow my grandmother's spirit to guide me. And a month before mm-hmm. she even passed away, we were talking, to, well, I was talking to her about, like, come on, let's go visit Atlanta. Let's just take a break. And You know, Mm -hmm. like I said, unfortunately, the other plans, you know, happened and she passed Mm -hmm. away. But that night, I said, Erica, you can either be depressed and you can soak in this or you can, and you can be mad or you can do what you really need to do for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I stepped out on faith, moved to Atlanta, didn't know anybody and, and figured things out. Of course, there were many, many, many hurdles, many obstacles, many different things that can happen. However, I kept, kept pushing. I never gave up. And even mm. when I was sleeping in a hotel, you know, at, at the extended stay, like I totally, totally knew that God was going to elevate me. God was still going to yes. continue to protect me. And, and, you know, I would get dressed every day and still put on my hair and my makeup and, you know, do what I needed to do to <laughs> get, get those opportunities, you know. Absolutely, and even though yeah. nobody, knew, nobody knew the struggle and they didn't know what was going on, I still, you know, put on my game face. I still put on my smile. And it wasn't a fake it until I make it. Everybody just didn't need to know my business. And mm-hmm. I kept remembering what my grandmother said, come to God, come to God and be obedient, you know. And... I was doing wardrobe styling in California for television and film. And then when I came to Atlanta, the opportunities really weren't kind of as aligning with mm-hmm. what I was used to in California. But I yeah. was still working on certain certain shows. I ended up getting, obviously, like an apartment, you know, having a roommate that whole night. And <laughs> we saved my money. 
Then I got a little bit more money, and I ended up in the one-bedroom, but I put myself in, like, a tunnel vision, just really focusing on the focus, trying to be obedient to God, asking him to guide me in this journey. I was working for a television show. I remember being on set, and I said, God, this is not aligned with my purpose. This mm. is not opportunity that I feel like is really going to advance me. This is, God, just guide me. Tell me what you want me to do. And when it was time for me to leave that opportunity, I called my sister and I said, this PR thing, you know, public relations that you're doing, I said, well, tell give me some more information on what this is about. Because I kind of <laughs> think I'm doing it, but I'm not really, you know, saying, using the title that you're using. You know, yeah. like I was consulting with people. I was connecting them. I was helping them in different ways, building their brands. And my sister gave me some really good insight and advice and hands-on experience in it. And I said, well, Ashley, I, I have to quit this opportunity, this, this mm. job that I'm working on. I can't be a yeah. part of this show. I said, I need, I need something else that's going to fulfill my spirit. And I said, let's start our own PR firm. My sister had a, a full-time job working for her client that she has now was actually her employer at the Mm -hmm. time. And she wasn't ready to just take that leap of quit my job and do entrepreneurship. But I Mm. only had that option. (laughs) I knew I couldn't be on that set. And I knew that the resumes weren't, you know, being returned fast enough. So I had to be quick and think of something that is going to get me there. And um, thankfully, my sister believed enough in me to where she believes in the vision, and I said, let's do this, and she agreed to do it, but she wasn't going to be full-time with it, and so she created the website, did our business, you know, license, and all the, that logistics, and then I was the creator in getting the clients, and that execution piece, and I literally just stepped out on faith and created the B-Firm PR uh, along with my sister, and you know, we will celebrate seven years in November, but wow. the B-Firm was created you know, a need of wanting to create my own opportunities, not allow anybody to be able to hire or fire me ever again. Mm, you know, yes. I remember leaving, leaving that set, and one of the producers said, so what are you going to do now? And I was like, you don't know who shot of God I am? Like, <laughs> God has I love it. And, and honestly, I had kind of downplayed my credentials of what I had done prior to that show, you know, like mm-hmm. I was styling commercials for Macy's, for Comcast, for TiVo, and then I had got on the reality show, and it was like, this is apple and oranges, this is oil and vinegar, (laughs) it just doesn't mix, but I need to be there to go through that lesson, to go through that season, to go through that experience, because that desire to want to leave birthed the B firm, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and I'm so thankful even for that experience, even though I didn't stay there. I was thankful, you know, and it opened up other doors for myself. Actually, I want to say not that particular experience, but God opened up other doors, and he showed me that I can still do amazing things outside of that particular show that I was working on, and and Mm -hmm. that amazing thing led into the B-Firm, you know, and me being featured in Huffington Post and Black Enterprise and we just recently did an interview with, like, CNN on entrepreneurship. And, you know, my sister, even though she wasn't full-time in it, I made it a point and I made it my my mission to not only help set my sister up for, you know, success, too, on a PR end, um, meaning even though she had this full-time job, 
any interviews that I just have done, I've always acknowledged my sister. Any yes. anything yes. that, you know, I always acknowledge her because she is definitely an interesting part in the growth and development of of the firm, you know, and we are yes. sisters, we're business partners. Um, I was just full time in it, you know, and when she totally one hundred percent stepped out on entrepreneurial that journey. You know, if somebody Googles both of our names, her success is my success. My success yes, is hers. Absolutely, yes. Tell, you know, the people listening that it's okay to bring another woman up with you. It's okay to sow yes. seed. It's okay to, you know, like share the, the, the wealth, the success, the knowledge. You know, my sister is definitely one of the smartest women that I know. Um, however, we're both we both compliment each other on different mm-hmm. levels and I was determined to help her like how she helped me, you know, and, and that was always the goal, like to make it a, you know, a family thing and to also show other women of color that like, girl, mm-hmm. you, you, we're, we're not against you. We're, we're with you, you know? Yes. So yes. That's really what it was about, you know, signing women and signing men um, a purpose of of integrity. It wasn't about who can afford it. It wasn't mm-hmm. about oh, what's the good look. It was about Erica. Is this somebody you can work with ten years from now? Is this somebody who can understand that PR is a process? It's not a product. You know, is this purpose? Is this aligned with God's mission for you or in purpose for you? If it's not, then you have to walk away. And I've tried to do it on my own so many times that God was like, okay, when are you gonna listen? And then I was like, okay, whatever you say, I'm here. I'm here. I surrender. So, so right when I surrendered, that's when more blessings started opening up for me. Wow. Wow. There's so yeah. many nuggets in everything you just said. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you know, but everything you said is truly captivating and and very real, very, very honest. Yeah, because, I have to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. These are things that women deal with. These are things that men deal with yeah. in, in the entrepreneurial journey. And, yeah. and I really like the advice your grandma gave you. You know, stop telling everyone mm-hmm. your dreams. Ladies, right. that is the best advice you can, you can <laughs> listen to. And please adhere to this advice as you yeah. go on this journey. Not everyone is prepared to hear what you have. About right. what you have to say. Not everyone right. wants to hear about your big visions and your yep. big dreams because there are those yep. dream killers out there. And yeah. sometimes these are family members. Please yes. listen it's to me. Yes. These are family members. <laughs> these are friends. It's not always yep. strangers. And if you're yep. not careful and you tell everyone your dream, you can have people that will just diminish what God has yes. put in you, diminish yes. the vision and the purpose that is in you. And if you're not careful, yes. you're going to start believing those negative voices and completely kill your business, kill your yes. vision, kill your dream, because you, you share with someone that you thought was ready to listen. Yes. So please yes. take that advice and, you know, stop telling everyone um, your dreams. And also, as Erica mentioned, no matter what move you make, and I know there are many of you out there that still have a day job and collecting that paycheck and still, mm-hmm. you know, pushing for your entrepreneurship journey, it's okay. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely yes. nothing wrong with it. Do not be, you know, walk away. But there will come a time when you must definitely walk away from that paycheck and, mm-hmm. and, and, and you will know when you're walking away. I, yeah. I think I heard uh, someone say that the day where you no longer need that paycheck that is when you know you have the freedom to walk away. 
And yes. so please know the right time where, 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 you know, you need to walk away and just really take that leap, take that step of faith, and you never know what what, what could happen. This seven-year firm, yeah, you know, has been birthed out of just Erica and her sister taking that step. You know, what would have happened if she had just been enjoying that, that glamour or the fame or, yeah. you know, just the joy yeah. of watching on the show and just decided this is where I stop. This is where, yeah. you know, the buck is. But, no, that was not even a deterrent enough. She decided, no, I, I deserve more. I need more. I can do more. I am more. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. And and this is how the BR, the B firm PR was created. Now, and yeah. so what personal and business challenges did you face, even or even, or even are currently facing just by being a, an entrepreneur? Yeah, so in the beginning, I didn't know the business. I knew what mm-hmm. a publicist was, but I didn't know the business behind the scenes, like with mm. lawyers, taxes, you know. Oh, um, the scary stuff. Paper, yeah, <laughs> what the paperwork I needed to uh, file, and that was uncomfortable for me. That was an uncomfortable conversation because, of course, in the African-American community, I can only speak, you know, for myself, but mm-hmm. yeah. honestly, I feel like I can a little bit speak for African-Americans because we are black, but, you know, we, we sometimes like to keep secrets. We don't want, we yeah. really like to talk about money. We don't like to talk about, you know, Ill- ailments and things that we're really dealing mm-hmm. with, depression, mental illness, things like that. We, we keep it all inside, especially women. We're already taught to wear so many different hats before we yes. even, you know, come out of the house that it's like, oh, my God, now to talk about taxes, now to talk about finances <laughs> and what I have in my bank account, lawyers, you know, those were some of the challenges that I faced, like being transparent with my sister and telling her where my shortcomings were mm-hmm. or, you know, trusting my lawyer to handle certain things for me or, you know, being able to really delegate to elevate, but delegate in the right way with the right people. Your best investment is always going to be yourself. And even when I didn't have the money to maybe pay my accountant, I bartered services with her or I, Mm -hmm. you know, my sister was strong in the filing the paperwork. She knew the ins and outs of what the behind the scenes back office needed to look like and she was able to do those things, you know? So just yeah. kind of surrendering and letting my ego go, letting my pride aside, those were some of the challenges that I faced early on. And then when that was out of the door, you know, I faced other challenges such as it was one month that I didn't have any clients, you know, there was mm. no money coming in. So mm. I was evicted from my nice apartment in the city wow and again i went to like extended stay thank god i had a little bit of funds to you know stay there for those couple yeah. of days but i went from the extended stay to um the lady who you met at my um, yes at the uh, erica's civil of, yes. of 20 janine she let me stay at her home with her kids you know, for I think I'd say maybe a month and a half or something like that, but she let me stay there rent-free and allowed Mm. me to get myself back on my feet. And when I say Mm. every day, I was gone, you know, applying for jobs or interviewing or different things like that, you know, still doing what I could do on the entrepreneurial end, but trying to make it work. And so those were some of the challenges that I faced, like not having any clients and not knowing you know, okay, I didn't have that money saved. Why did you spend, you know, just not knowing how to manage funds (laughs) properly and correctly. And then, you know, that time did pass also. And 
you know, God allowed me to really just sit in my stuff. You know, sometimes we don't take accountability and really sit in our stuff. And mm-hmm. then we, I, I wasn't acknowledging all the way my shortcomings and, and things like that. So I had to just sit in my stuff and be still. And once I did that, and like I said, once I was obedient and listened and just, you know, did the work, yeah. things just started opening up, honestly. That's yeah. really what it was because I was trying to move so fast and was, you know, going nowhere. And then, again, when it's your time, it's your time. And I was being patient. You know, I have to, mm. like I said, rip myself of any ego, any pride, anything. I was any any culture limitations. Friend. Exactly, you know, and I was like, forget this, God, I can't do it without you. So, again, surrendering, you know, she is Janine, even though I slept on her couch at one point in time, she's the woman who also helped me build the house that I have now, you know. So, you know, that was just a a testimony of helping women, too. Like, she helped me at a time, and then I also was able to sow a seed into her by getting yes. getting her the commission for building my house, you know. So, <laughs> you know, just different things like that. Those were some of the, the challenges earlier on as an, entrepreneurial, as an entrepreneur. And then, you know, just um, sometimes just trust issues, too, with other of women. We, we sometimes tear each other down, and, yes. and, and me being kind of, gullible and wanting to help everybody thinking, hey, we're all happy-go-lucky when it's like, uh, no, actually, we're not. You know? <laughs> Welcome to so, my world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this being, you know, like, ooh, kind of like swallowing that pill that everybody isn't going to be happy for you. Everybody isn't nope. going to, you know, like you. be able to understand your vision and like you. God didn't give them your hustle. So it's not for You're them right. to understand. And I have to accept that yeah, I might have, like, three real friends, you know, and that's fine, you know, mm-hmm. like, being full cool with that, you know, because friendship is a real important thing to me. I value those relationships. I'm so thankful for those relationships, but I take friends uh, very seriously. I don't just, you know, go around like, oh, that's my friend, that's my friend. No, <laughs> we know each other, you know, so. And look, acquaintance and that's friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just something I feel like that's earned, so knowing how to decipher those too was a different you know struggle for me also earlier on wow ladies i hope you're taking notes these are real life (laughs) examples real life uh stories that you're hearing and you know these are things that if you have gone through them trust me you will but it's it's always great to hear from someone that has gone through something and you can avoid those mistakes you know please not all your facebook friends are your actual friends <laughs> there's nothing wrong with having that either, either two or three real friends yeah, who can run with your vision and yeah. run with the dream that you have in your heart and you know yeah. and i like what you, that even that you, you pointed out that a lot of trust issues with other women and one of the vision that i had i had even for this podcast is just to be able to help other women to come together because the world is already tearing us down, but I feel like sometimes we tear each other down even more, competing with each other and, you know, insulting each other. And and, and there's no need for that, ladies. You have to, you you just have to care about other women, care about other people. There is no need for us to fight, you know, and, and, and I think just, Erica, the way you said it, you know, if we all do what we've been called to do, 
then things are just going to work out. The doors are going to be open, but you can't yes. get anywhere by stepping on people. Trust me, it's not going to work. You cannot get anywhere at all stepping exactly. over people, Yeah, you know. And tell me more because I know we all hear the term PR, PR, PR. Yeah. But so, and, and even as for the ladies listening, if they wanted to get help from your firm, if they, if they needed to know, hey, hi, Erica, how can you help me? What is, what is every, you know, all this yeah. PR business? Right. Please go ahead and tell us, you know, what it is and how you help other people. Right. So a publicist, their job is to assist you, whether you have a brand, you are, a personality, you're an author, you're an entrepreneur, you're whatever your business is, my job in a nutshell is to help you strategically get the maximum exposure behind the scenes. So making mm. sure that what the public sees, you know, on the outside, is that story is curated correctly. So yes. when I get you in a magazine or if I get you on a podcast or I get you, you know, on a blog or, you know, I get you a speaking engagement, I need to make sure that you're saying the right things. I need to make yes. sure that the front office looks just as good as the back office. The back you know? office. I love because, that. <laughs> yeah. So that's in a nutshell, you know, what it's done. I sometimes feed my clients, you know, the verbiage to say or what we can talk about and what we can't talk about. I'm more of the nicer version of Olivia Pope minus the kids. <laughs> I don't do the hiding the kids, hiding the girlfriends. I'm not doing that. But it's fun and friendly. Mine is more of a PG-13 opposed to her, like, rated R, you know. So exactly. It's fun and friendly and uh, family-oriented. So my job is just to make sure that you, your brand is highlighted in the best way possible, you know, and that the right people are knowing about it, that the right conversation and the right story is being told. Yeah, that's that's what we do for various people in the sports industry, in the fashion and beauty industry, in the entrepreneurial space, also in the hospitality sector, nonprofit sector. We we do that. We we really take pride in building our clients up and creating a diverse portfolio of them when it comes to per, uh, um, exposure and just mm-hmm. also maximizing on different opportunities. Wow. Ladies, yeah, there yeah. you have it. And <laughs> towards the end, um, everything's going to give you her, yeah. her, her information because this yeah. is, I think we all need a PR firm. You have to get the right one, but you know, it's, it's, hey, this entrepreneurship journey is hard. No one said it's yeah. easy. You know, and Erica, thanks for sharing even just your personal story about being a victim. Yeah. There are many people. I've gone through the instance in my life where I'm, I'm transferring 50 cents from checking to saving just to make things work, you know. Hey, I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a place where God elevates you. So it, I know, ladies, I know it's not easy. And, but yeah. trust me, you do need someone on your side who understands you. You do need a mentor. And, you know, and when you get yeah. to that place, even when you're just starting out, or you're in the middle of it, or you're, you're you know, a little bit um, higher, you do need that PR firm because your message is so unique and the vision yes. that God has given you is so important. And there are people in this world that need what you have, that need what you right. have to say, that need your services. And so, hey, please get Erica's B-Firm PR <laughs> to get you in the door and to, and, yeah. to, and to help you on this journey. Now, Erica, I know that everything we've talked about tonight really just has to do with that topic, face it until you make it. But if you could yeah. just give the ladies one advice before we go, 
what would be that one advice for either, you know, women out there starting businesses? Honestly, my advice would be start by starting. You know, mm. like set, set goals for yourself. Get, get a vision board. Whether you're writing it down, cutting out, you know, words and affirmations out of magazines, books, whatever it is. You see pictures, things. To have something that you can visualize, that you can see every day, that you can that that speaks life over you without even needing to speak. You know what I'm saying? And yes. sit with that and really just start by starting. You know, no dream, no vision is crazy. You know, like start by starting and hold on to your goals, hold on to your dreams and you know, the sky is even the limit on the things that um, you all can do if we put our mind to it, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, there's no competition. There's a lot of women, a lot of men doing different things, different creative things, but you are uniquely made. It is only one you. There's a million of podcast people, but there's only one yeah. answer, you know? Yeah. And, and own that and be embrace that. Embrace your power. Embrace your strength. Embrace your uniqueness, you know, that would be yeah. my advice. And just know, like, when I wake up in the morning, I honestly say, Erica, you got this, girl. Like, I speak positively mm. over myself. <laughs> I, yes. I, I Honestly, I'm not even trying to be funny or cocky, but I can't even afford to worry about the, the grass on, on, my, on my next door neighbor's lawn because I have to mm. maintain mine. Yours, my focus exactly. is my focus, you know, my journey is my journey. And, and and honestly, once I really did surrender and just say, okay, God, I'm really just a vessel, I'm doing whatever you want me to do, it's, life became easier for me because it was like mm. he's in control. So it's like I I only can do what he says for me to do. Yeah. You know, my the things that are happening to me, the blessings that are happening to me, me even interviewing with you, these are things that God already set up. I'm literally mm. just being obedient and doing what yeah. he says. You yeah. know, so that it just became more simpler for me after I put that into real perspective. So my advice for women would just really be to focus on the focus and start by starting, whatever uh, it is. I love that. Start by starting. That sounds like it should be on a T-shirt. Yes, absolutely. So I just have to say, girl, because I'm. You know, uh-huh. yeah, but start by starting. And, and start by starting. <laughs> thank you so much because a yeah. lot of times we procrastinate, and I think yeah. the reason why we procrastinate sometimes one we're comparing That's ourselves cool. with someone else who's successful. Or we don't even believe in our own vision enough yes. to take action, and so we keep putting it off and putting up, but please, ladies, start by starting, you know. And don't worry about anybody else's grasp. Yes. Like, I promise you, I can tell you guys on a whole different podcast about women we will and men back. who I know <laughs> who have slept on the same couches or who have, you know, and they have half a million followers. Like, don't let perception be your reality. Don't make yes. you, don't let the internet rush you, you know. Don't let that make you miss your opportunity because you're worried about what that Instagram person is doing and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Focus on your focus. I love that. And, mm-hmm. and just that, don't let the internet rush you. That's, that's an episode in all in itself yes. because yes. that is where we are all looking to right now. Everyone is looking online. 
Everyone is on social media looking at what other people are doing. And what you don't understand is that what you see out there, the perception that people put out there may not necessarily be the true nature of, of their life. But here yep. you are beating yourself up because you want to be like person A and person B, and you have no idea what you're dealing with in, 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 their, in, their, in their real life. So please... Start by starting, no procrastination, speak positive to yourself, believe in your dreams, believe that what you have is unique and is needed, and don't let the internet rush you. Take your time. Your gift is so unique that it's going to take time to go through the process. Erica, where can people find your, your information? How can, how, where can people come to you for yeah. help? So they can go to my Instagram page, which is the B Firm PR, it's T-H-E, B as in boy, F as in Frank, I-R-M-P-R, or they can visit our website at www.thebfirmpr.com. You can also email me if you want to email me. I really hate checking DMs, but I know people still do it, so I'll, I'll take a couple of DMs if they need to DM me, but definitely you can email me through my website or, you know, to my direct email address, which is erica at thebfirmpr.com. Yeah, and those are my social media. Well, that's my business social media handles. My personal one is erica diaz, D-I-A-S, 1010, or you can follow, you know, the Erica Table of 20, which is Table of 20 on Instagram. I love that. I know we didn't get to talk yeah. about the Table of 20, but it's can you so uh, cool. quickly tell the audience where the next one is going to be and yeah. what it's about so that hopefully people can attend it as well. Yeah, yeah. So my Table of 20 is really just an intimate event for men and women to connect, engage, and inspire. I really was missing the mark when I moved to Atlanta when it came to real, transparent, um, honest conversations. And I just wanted to bring back that again, you know, sitting at the table yeah. with friends, with family, you know, um, and food. that, that table <laughs> dining experience back together and having good conversation, good food, you know, people being able to open up and laugh and smile and cry, whatever they want to do in that room at that moment, that happens at my Erica Table of 20. Um, the website is, is www.ericas, with the S, tableof20.com. The next one, which is my 30th Erica Table of 20, will be in Atlanta, Georgia, October the 27th. Wow. Thank you yes. so much. Yes. Thank, you Thank you so, so much. much. Ladies, if you are in ATL, make sure you RSVP because, trust me, seats fill up very, very yes. quickly. And this is an intimate yes. event. It's not going to be 100 people. It means 20. No. <laughs> right. Right. And so you please. don't have to be in ATL to come. You can come from... You know, from different over. places. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And so please, please keep up with it. And and I'm gonna also put all the um, her contact information on on the podcast as well, so you can definitely get in touch with Erica. But Erica, yes. thank you so much for being a thank guest you. on the show. And thank I wanna also thank the audience. You're welcome. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope this isn't the last time we'll see you. No, thank you so much. <laughs> Definitely not. And congratulations for you, Nancy. Like you, this podcast is so needed. You are amazing. Thank you so much for all the amazing questions. And you guys continue to keep um, Nancy lifted in prayer and yes. and just podcast journey, girl. Like keep on walking in your purpose. Thank you, thank you, thank you yes. so much. Uh, that means a lot to me. And Definitely. I also want to thank the audience just for listening in. 
this is a definitely one that you have to listen while driving. Come back home and listen again because there's so much nuggets in this episode. And don't forget, we have new episodes every Tuesday. And don't forget to leave a, a review and share with your friends. But, Erica, oh, thank you so much. I'm really, thank really you. appreciative. <laughs> You're welcome. You so thank much. you, ladies. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. Well, ladies, have a great, great night, great week, great weekend, like whatever time you're listening to this. And I will see you all next Tuesday. Erica, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a raving review, subscribe, share, and send me your questions. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at www.triumphantwoman.org. Join your host, Nancy Mensa, and a surprise guest every week for another episode from the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. 